preparation is more important than presentation. That, that's a catchy little phrase, but it's really true. I see younger, less experienced lawyers relying on they're really good verbally or they're good looking or they move right. And they think that's the cat's meow. I want the guy who has prepared so diligently that he, he or she has all the facts and they know how to use the facts. That's the one I want. And that's what the clients deserve. In that same regard, can I go to number two? You can go to number two. <laughs> okay. In that same regard, uh, have a purpose for every factual chapter that you do on cross. I see lawyers thinking that they have a concept like, I am going to affect the credibility of the witness. That's a concept. That's not a fact. That's not prepared. That's not a real purpose. I need to understand what facts you're going to emphasize to the judge, to the jury, and that's going to influence them. That's preparation. And the purpose for each chapter, that's critical. That, to me, that's one of the most critical things. Can you just explain a bit more about a chapter? Because you created that, didn't you? Yeah, my co-author and I came up with that. But that was really built on another lawyer, Steve Wrench, who has now passed away, who said that it should be more of a story, and I don't mean a lie, but a story, a narrative, like a book has chapters. And that's how that happened. We, we were literally having dinner when he said that to us. And I think we all looked up and went, wow, that's important. You know, where's a pen? Somebody write that down before we forget it. So a chapter is a group of questions designed to make visual for the judge and jury one fact, just one fact. You may ask eight questions, 12 questions. I've seen them go as long as in the high teens. Never just one because one would be a conclusion, and we don't ask conclusions. We don't ask conclusions for two reasons. One, they're always denied. You know, you're a jerk denied, right? But show all the reasons the witness is a jerk and the judge and jury privately in their minds say, he's a jerk. That's what a chapter should look and feel like, okay? So we have a purpose for every one of those chapters. There are no throwaway lines in, in our system. I hear lawyers, particularly older lawyers used to say, well, I didn't really care what the answer was to that question. Well, then that was a bad question. You have to care about every one of them, and it has to amount to a visual image at the end of that chapter that the jury judge is never going to question again. They have that image. They're done with that. So it's a very efficient system because you don't rehash old chapters. You move from one to the next to the next, and it goes much faster than it sounds like it would. And I'm sure you experience that in the clinic where in 15 minutes, you can cover 30 chapters, and you can't believe how much you covered in such a short period of time. Well, judges and juries both love that. They love the efficiency, and that's what we're aiming for. So the third 
important improvement area would be to follow the three rules. In the States, the first person who ever tried to really, in my lifetime, tried to really organize cross-examination was Irving Younger. And he had this famous set of VHS tapes, beta tapes too. That's how old it was. Of the Ten Commandments of Cross-Examination. Well, ten's too hard to remember in court. That's just too many things. Then I got to meet him later in my career. We were on the same program, and I told him how often I had watched him live and on the videotape. And I said, Professor Younger, I don't think there's 10. I think there's only seven. And he said, actually, there's only six, but 10 sales. And I was devastated because I spent all this time trying to memorize these things. And I didn't say anything to him, but I thought to myself, I'm going to get it below six. And so first, we're going to lead every question. Every question is a leading question. There's no doubt that it's going to be a leading question. It doesn't start with a verb. It doesn't start with who, how, when, where, why. It is a command statement with a question mark at the end. That's the basic rule. Most lawyers do that pretty well. The more important rule is the second rule, and that is one new fact per question. Just one little detailed fact. That way the witness can't evade you. Witness, particularly experts evade between two facts in the same question and they only answer half of it or a part of it or none of it because it's jumbled so we we make it impossible for them to evade and the third rule is start generally down to specific that's the form of every chapter and so the content of every chapter is different but the form is always the same so if you're thrown into a hearing, into a trial, into a cross-examination, and didn't have any notes, mentally, you'd still be thinking general to the specific. And it truly becomes brainstem. I don't even think in terms of anything other than that now. I even do it socially. You know, if I go to the grocery store uh, and I start to question somebody about where the fruitcake is or whatever, I say, you have fruitcake? Yeah, all right. And you're going to direct me to the owl? Yeah. And where in the owl? That, that's generally specific. Thank you for listening to the Advocacy Podcast, Journeys to Excellence. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe and visit us at theadvocacypodcast.com for reading lists and other resources. Until next time.